Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, September 9th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Apple is continuing its epic battle with Epic Games. Slack is missing the boat on the work-from-home boost other tech companies have seen. And we'll take a look at the ripple effects from SoftBank's big bets on tech stocks. Plus, Downing Street is expected to publish a bill today that's causing friction between the UK and the EU. So what happens if this undermines the Brexit withdrawal agreement? I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. We start with two stories out of Silicon Valley. First, Apple is escalating the legal battle with Epic Games. Epic, of course, is the maker of the hit Fortnite game. Last month, it sued Apple for taking a 30% cut of app revenues. The game was thrown out of Apple's app store for trying to get around the policy. Yesterday, Apple countersued Epic, saying it breached its contract. Apple is seeking compensatory and punitive damages from Epic. Apple even went as far as to accuse Epic of masquerading as a, quote, modern corporate Robin Hood, the Sherwood Forest kind, not the app. Meanwhile, Slack itself had a rough return from the Labor Day weekend. The company expects revenue to grow about 33% this quarter compared with the 49% jump last quarter. And it's a bit of a missed opportunity considering the work-from-home trend other tech companies are enjoying. Think about the success that video conferencing software group Zoom's been having. Slack chief executive Stuart Butterfield says the economic downturn forced customers to leave the app, which led Slack to forecast a sharp revenue slowdown in the current quarter. And investors worry Slack is having a hard time competing with Microsoft's Teams product. Slack shares lagged behind other tech companies during the summer stock market surge, and then the company's share price fell 19% in after-hours trading yesterday. Now, Slack wasn't the only tech stock to hit the skids. Tesla was down a whopping 21% on Tuesday. The fall was the company's worst on record. And this is all part of a larger trend. The Nasdaq dropped just over 4% yesterday, down 10% since last week's record high. The S&P 500 hit its lowest point since August 5th. You'd be forgiven if this feels a bit like whiplash. Before that, tech stocks were hot all summer. It appears that a single investor, known as the Nasdaq whale, helped stoke the tech frenzy through options trading. It was the FT's markets team that identified this investor as Japan's SoftBank, probably best known for making huge but not always successful bets on privately held technology startups. I think we work. FT Markets editor Katie Martin explains what alerted the team that something unusual was going on. We started to see lots of really outsized short-term rallies in some of these tech stocks for no apparent reason at all. And at the same time, you started to see data suggesting that trading activity in single-name options in U.S. tech stocks had picked up massively. Options linked to individual stocks were trading really unusually heavily. And there was lots of talk in the market that there was one or maybe several really huge buyers of these options. And we were able to identify that SoftBank was one of the big names behind this. That should be clear, it's not necessarily just SoftBank that's doing this. There could be copycat traders that have identified there's one large buyer out there and they've popped along with it too. 
There's also what appears to be quite a fad at the moment of retail traders who are stuck at home and have got a sudden thirst for trading stocks have also got into trading options. And while they are all individually tiny, if you pack them all together, then they have also proven to be a large buyer of these options in fashionable tech stocks. So it does appear to have pushed the stock market itself higher. Whether you consider this to be damaging or not, I guess, depends on whether you are a buyer or a seller of the market. But it comes down to some technicalities around the way that these single name options are hedged. So if you buy a call option that effectively is a bet on the market continuing to push higher, then that forces the banks that write these options and sell them to you to buy the underlying stock to hedge themselves. And so that's when you start to see a kind of tail wagging the dog phenomenon where in a normal course of business, the stock market should just do whatever the stock market is going to do. But here it looks like the options market is pulling it out of line. Katie Martin is the markets editor for the FT. Boris Johnson's government will publish draft legislation today that could weaken clauses on state aid and customs arrangements for Northern Ireland, and it could undermine Britain's withdrawal agreement with the EU. The suggestion that the UK might not fully honor its deal with the EU caused Jonathan Jones to resign yesterday. Mr. Jones was the head of the government's legal department, and he's the sixth senior government official to resign this year. Peter Foster is the FT's public policy editor, and he says to really understand the story, you have to go back to a little bit more than a year ago. So this goes back to October last year when Boris Johnson did his famous deal with the European Union, and it contained the withdrawal agreement, which was all the housekeeping, as it were, for the divorce of the United Kingdom with the EU. So the sections on citizens' rights, guaranteeing the rights of European and UK citizens on either sides of the channel, the financial settlement and the Northern Ireland Protocol. And the Northern Ireland Protocol was the hard bit. You remember Theresa May said no prime minister could ever sign a deal that left Northern Ireland in the customs territory of the European Union. Well, that's effectively what Johnson's deal did. And it was signed alongside a political declaration which talked about a deep relationship. So even though Northern Ireland was going to follow the customs rules of the European Union and Great Britain would be free to do its own divergence, Great Britain would have a deep and comprehensive trade agreement with the EU. So the gap between the two wouldn't be quite so big. The trouble is that over the last few months, Britain's gone for a harder and harder Brexit. And the gap between what is being asked of Britain for Northern Ireland checking all goods that go from Great Britain into Northern Ireland across the Irish Sea, that they're compliant with the Union Customs Code, all that paperwork, making sure that they don't make state aid decisions that impact Northern Ireland, and even having export summary declarations for goods coming from Northern Ireland into the UK. All of those things have become very difficult for a government that is determined to take back control, to have full sovereignty. What we await and see today is how the British government plans to use the UK internal market bill to shave off, as it were, the bits of the Northern Ireland Protocol that it doesn't like, particularly in the event of a no deal. And it will be interesting to see how the EU reacts. You know, the resignation of Jonathan Jones yesterday points to the fact that these clauses are likely to be quite tough, I think. You wouldn't expect Michel Barnier or European Commission officials and diplomats to overreact to something that they haven't seen. I think they'll be cautious. But in the end, if the British government 
cuts across the substance of a treaty they agreed only nine months ago, the repercussions could be enormous, right up into actually collapsing the talks. And before we go, a quick update on the coronavirus vaccine race. AstraZeneca announced that it was pausing all clinical trials of the vaccine it was developing with Oxford University. This comes after someone in the UK study suffered a suspected serious adverse reaction. AstraZeneca said it was working to review the event to ensure it would not result in a significant delay to the study. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.